This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Phillies Today with Francisco Rojas. Boy, 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 do I have a fun episode for you today. Obviously, with the news, with the very surprising news that Bryce Harper is learning how to possibly play first base, this is documented. Matt Gelb, the phenomenal Phillies writer for The Athletic, came out with the article uh, yesterday afternoon slash evening and gave the insight that Bryce Harper could possibly play, possibly maybe later this year, play first base for the Phillies. And I think it's major implications uh, for what the Phillies could possibly do with the trade deadline. It creates a lot of flexibility for the Phillies. We all know Bryce Harper's mentality, do whatever it takes for the team, especially after getting to the World Series last year and coming within two two games of beating a great Houston Astros team to, to win a World Series. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that, I think. Uh, you know, it's a lot. Of, it's, it's very exciting for Phillies fans. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but at the same time, how can you? How can you not? It's salivating. Exciting things could possibly come uh, in the future. A lot of exciting stuff. Harper could be back. You know, he Rob Thompson did an interview with uh, you know the morning show yesterday talking about that. We're going to get to that um, in just a little bit. Obviously, we got to talk about yesterday's game. Uh, didn't go so well. Uh, we're also going to kind of you know, take away um, some key notes from the series overall. The, the Phils lose, uh, you know, uh, two out of three to the Miami Marlins. Not great, not great, especially after coming off uh, your first series win against the Cincinnati Reds where you took two of three. And, you know, that was a big deal just to at least get your first series win of the season. Talked about that earlier in the week. It's great. Uh, was not expecting to lose two of three to the Marlins. Especially after you, I mean, dismantled Sandy Alcantara uh, there in game one. So, just going to quickly recap yesterday's game, you know, get to the key moments. It was Zach Wheeler versus Edward Cabrera. 
yesterday on the mound for each team to get to the top of the fourth. Uh, Brian De La Cruz, RBI single. Luis Arias scores. Miami took the lead at one nothing. The very next half inning, outfielder Brandon Marsh with the RBI single. Nick Castellanos scores uh, to make it a tie game at one. Bottom of the fifth, you get an RBI double from that red-hot Bryson Stott. Cody Clemens scores from first base, made it a 2-1 to game for your Philadelphia Phillies. Top of the eighth, Jorge Soler. We fast forward to the top of the eighth, Jorge Soler uh, with a solo homer off of Jose Alvarado, who Jose Alvarado has been making history. We'll get to that in some of our news and notes. Um, top of the 10th, um, I've tie game um, after the ninth inning. We go to the top of the 10th. Brian De La Cruz with the RBI single. And Nick Fortes uh, scores to make it a 3-2 ball game for Miami. And, you know, you got the ghost runner. And the Phils had the ghost runner. And they couldn't get it done. And, uh, and with two outs, A.J. Puck gets uh, Trey Turner uh, to fly out to John Birdie to end the game. So not... Not a great, uh, not a great ending to a series where it had a great start. Again, you, 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 you I mean, what was it? Six earned. Six, how, I forget how many earned it was. It was at least five or six, right? Against the reigning Cy Young Award winner in Sandy Alcantara, um, just a few days ago. And boy, how things can change. That's but that's how baseball works. Um, you take the, I guess you take the good with the bad here. You're three and three in the homestand, um, with Cincinnati, uh, and the Marlins back to back. You know, uh, some good stuff, some bad stuff uh, to take away, you know, from both the Cincinnati series and the Miami series. Um, But just to start off with the takeaways, and some of these can, you know, intertwine within the series itself, not just last or yesterday's game. So, last two games, three for 22 with runners in scoring position for your fightings. Three for 22. That's not going to get it done. Um, you know, the, the bats were the reason why they won in game one, uh, against Sandy Alcantara. They just have his number for some reason. Um, three for 22 were runners in scoring position the last two games. Again, that didn't happen in game one. He scored 15 runs. My goodness. Um, that wasn't, you know, you didn't think you were going to see, uh, the offense do what it did the last two games. Um, you know, and, and honestly, game two, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible offense, but they, they had a chance to put up more runs um, than they did. I mean, scored four runs, but and you didn't get the best outing from Aaron Nola, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but the, the the bats could have done more, and um, and especially this game, the, the the bats were the reason reason why they lost. You know, you had your opportunity to blow the game open from the first inning. You had no outs, uh, first and third, I believe, with where Schwarber came up. It was either Schwarber or Castellanos? You know, Schwarber because Schwarber was hitting third. Schwarber. Uh, I believe flied out, and then Castiano struck out, and then Real Muto, I believe, struck out as well. I could have got that wrong. No, regardless, they were all outs, and they all had opportunities um, to, to you know, kind of, uh, you know, get get the run scoring going from the first inning. You didn't do that. You did score the first run in the in the uh, uh, the fourth inning, which made it a tie game. But you had an opportunity to get the lead early. You know, get that lead for Zach Wheeler, and Zach Wheeler had a good outing. Zach Wheeler uh, was very good. Um, gave you six, I believe, and uh, I mean, just a couple of earned runs. He 
Wheeler was good. Zach Wheeler was good this game. Zach Wheeler was very good. Um, so it really, really, really comes down to the bats this game. Um, and the last, even you can look at game two where they were, I believe they were one for 10 with runners in scoring position. Um, so not, uh, not, not, not the best from this game. And, um, you know, hope you were thinking early implications from the Sandy Alcantara, uh, showing, but not the case, uh, for your fighting fills. Um, and just some serious takeaways, like overall, Aaron Nola, I I'm truly, it's early. It's early, so I'm trying to to relax, but I'm just getting, and we all saw it in 2021, who Aaron Nola was. He was great. His stuff would be nasty, first three, four, maybe five innings, and then he would get to that fifth, sixth, seventh inning, and he would just have a blow-up inning where, yes, maybe some of the advanced metrics look a lot better, you know, underneath the surface, but man, three to four earned after uh, you know three to five earned. Let's say um, you know on the stat line after you know six seven innings. It's not. I mean, three earned's good, but like you get the four or five. It's like you didn't have that great of an outing. You're not giving your chance to win like your team a chance to win like that. And then Nola, while he did have you know a good four innings, I think the first four innings against the Fish yesterday, the day before, excuse me. He, he he did this. He was. I mean, it was a Texas outing, and now it was this outing. I mean, the New York outing. He was much better, but it's just the same stuff. Like, and especially like the John Birdie home run. That was you know a breaking ball. His his nasty curveball. We all know how nasty he can be. It was right down the middle. You know, Birdie was sitting on it, and it's in this. It's in the. Uh, it's in the batter's eye in center field. So, hopefully, this is not. What to, you know, really take, hopefully we can just say, all right, this has only been three starts and it only has been three starts. You hopefully get 30 starts out of him this year and 30 plus starts. And, you know, he puts over uh, more of a season like he did last year uh, for the Phillies. But I'm a little nervous. I'm just a little nervous. Another thing. So off the, uh, off the Aaron Nola and the pitching, I want to kind of get to, um, you know, the offensive side uh, here, like the lineup. I don't understand what, and I'm a big Rob Thompson fan. Love his personality. I love what he did for the team last year. Um, but I, I don't understand. And, and, you know, some of his in-game managing hasn't been, you know, phenomenal either. Um, but, like, when I look at the lineup, I don't get what he's doing half the time. Like, okay, so he, he hit Stott leadoff uh, in the first game against Alcantara. And he gave you, he went two for six. Um, and then the next game, he's hitting eighth. And then, and then he let off yesterday. It uh, there's no really consistency right now. Like he's, you know, Schwarber's was batting third, then second, then third. Um, Castellanos has remained in the uh, in the the cleanup spot, but Boom goes from fifth to he, he hit fifth boat back to back games. Then he's hitting seventh behind Marsh and Real Muto. Like Boom's been one of your best hitters right now. I don't understand why you wouldn't keep Boom in that five hole. Um. I I also didn't really like understand like you could have yesterday you could have why is Cody Clemens playing first base like I guess the whole righty lefty thing but like Sosin Bohm was really supposed to I thought was going to be it going forward it felt that way 
Um, I know Topper talked about, you know, platooning Clemens and Bohm and Stott, wherever you were going to do it, you know, have Bohm play some third and Clemens play. But I, I thought it I thought it was clear that, like, you know, coming off of the, the second half that, you know, Sosa had with the Phils last year, um, you know, after the trade deadline and the way he started off the year, I thought it was clear, like, Sosa should be your third baseman and Bohm your first. It's not like Bohm is like this gold glove third baseman now where it's like, oh, man, we got to keep him at third. No, keep him at first. Put I, I, It just didn't make any sense. A lot, a lot of these uh, these moves I, I just don't get. Like, I, 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 I'm fine with Stott leading off right now because he's just been super hot and Turner hitting second. Um, I'd probably put Boom or Cassianos in that third hole and Schwarber maybe in the cleanup hole. I know Schwarber hasn't been great, but um, just some of this, uh, that's that's a big thing that I've taken away from from that from that game is like well I, I, or the last couple of games is I don't understand what Topper's doing. It, it's kind of having that Girardi feel. I know a lot of fans have been saying that, and I don't want to feed into the overreactions and everything, but it's. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of right, what he's doing right now at this moment. It's just giving me those type of vibes. And just another quick uh, takeaway I have from the series. Um, hopefully, we see this Nick Castellanos that we got in the Miami series because he was great. Um, the Texas series and then this Miami series, New York, Cincy series, not so great. Hopefully, we, we get a little more consistency from what we saw in the Texas and Miami series. So, Castellanos, definitely a big takeaway. He had a good series against Miami. So, let's get to the meat of this, the big the the big thing. Bryce Harper at first base. Bryce Harper could possibly play first base for this Philadelphia Phillies team. No one saw this coming. Absolutely no one. Uh, and if you said you saw this coming, you must have some inside information. Okay, you must be Todd Zalecki, Matt Gelb. Even they, even they, do they really have that type of inside information? Well, Matt Gelb obviously did. Uh, you know, getting getting the story on uh, Harper's. Um, possibly playing first base in the future. So uh, props to Matt Gelb. Great story. Always writing, uh, you know, great articles on the fills. Here's how I see it, right? And at first it's like, well, you don't want Harper playing the field right now. And yes, I think when he comes back, but I don't know. I want to say, oh, when he comes back, he he should DH. If he's coming back early, if he's coming back by, let's say, like early June, early June, if he DHs, fine. I think he should, but if he's coming back like after, or if if he does that, and then after the All Star break, maybe he kind of eases into a first base, first base role, and you could have, possibly you could trade for an outfielder. Could you possibly trade for an outfielder? Because look, man, I I don't feel so comfortable with Jake Cave and Josh Harrison. Uh, you know, maybe Sosa can play some outfield, but I actually like so like I said, I like Sosa at third, Boom at first. Could you possibly trade for like? I don't think you could get Brian Reynolds. Let, 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 I'm gonna put that. Let's let's straight up. I do not want to. No, I don't want. To, I would love to trade for Brian Reynolds, but Brian Reynolds is not going to come cheap. And the Phillies really like their pitching prospects. They very much like their pitching prospects. They like Griff McGarry, Painter, uh, Abel. They like them. I like them too. I don't. I do not want to give up. Uh, these prospects. I don't want that to happen. Okay? And I think it's going to take more than one guy. You know, it's not going to just be one guy. It's going to be a whole package. You might have to give up two, two of your starters. It's been reported that uh, 
you know, it's a high price tag. I mean, they couldn't even they haven't gotten a deal done to this to assert to to this point, and you know, Reynolds didn't like the extension that they they were bringing up to him. And I mean, he's had an unbelievable start to the year, which doesn't help it at all. It's not like he started off the season terribly, and I mean, there's still time. Obviously, it's early. Maybe for him to cool off, and he probably will a little bit, but not not a good sign that he's starting off uh, the year hot because you know that brings up that just raises the price tag at all. I think, but I think what could be what could be reasonable. What about like a Jock Peterson? I mean, the Giants for me, man. The, if you're the Giants, are you really like? I guess they they think that they can make a playoff run. I mean, they, I think they've been delusional. Um, I don't think they have a terrible team, but I think they're a very mediocre team at best. Like they're a 83 to 84 win team at best, maybe if they can all if if their lineup like Mitch Haniger and certain guys can can stay healthy, like the Brandon Crawfords of the world and. Uh, some of their veterans, but if you're the, I, I could see that the Phillies can make a reasonable offer. You don't have to give up a whole lot to get a Jock Peterson. Yeah, he had a good year last year. Bet on himself, had a good year. You don't have to give up a whole whole lot. At least I don't think so. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking wrong. I mean, the Giants have have been kind of delusional in their way of thinking. Uh, I thought it would, it would have been stupid for them to get Correa because I, I think they're what they're trying to retool like the Philadelphia Flyers. Like we know how that how that's going in this town. Like I don't I don't think the Giants are that team. Okay, I don't think the Giants are they they they're the type of team where they're a little bit delusional. So I don't know, but like that sounds reasonable reasonable to me right now. Early on, I don't know what other name. Maybe, maybe you guys out there, uh, some of you listeners can tell me are there outfielders out there that could be on the trade market um, that. It could be a reasonable trade for the Phillies. We're not getting Brian Reynolds. I think we just need to relax on that. Like Brian Reynolds isn't happening. Um, but Jack Peterson, to me, man, I I think that he could be a good bat um, that would fit perfectly into the lineup. Add some power. You know, just a, just a good piece, um, a, 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 a super solid at at the very least uh, to add to this lineup, and maybe that'll allow you to maybe get another arm. For the bullpen, depending on how the bullpen works out, or I don't think you need to grab another starter, but maybe just like one more arm for the bullpen, I think you would be good. So that's kind of how I see this. That that's where I, that's where I'm at with with the Harper at first base thing. It could it, if at the trade deadline, maybe you ease Harper from that DH role and into first base. Go get somebody at the deadline. That's how I see this. That is how I see this possibly working out because it just gives. The Phillies' uh, options. And look, this is the quote that I pulled from Gelb's article, and this kind of describes uh, Harper's mentality and how much uh, you know he just wants to win. So we don't willing to do whatever it takes for this Phillies team to win. It's, this is the quote: "If I can give them whatever they want from first base or right field or whatever it is, not just this year but going forward, it gives us an opportunity. Whatever it is, whatever they want, it gives them the option to do that, and that's what I'm saying. So." You know, I think it's uh, I think that that would be would not be a bad route to go. Um, just a couple of other notes off the Harper thing. I just think that's some uh, food for thought. Would love to know your guys' thoughts out there. Uh, food for thought. I mean, Bryson Stott continues on his 12 game hitting streak. He's been hopefully he's at the top of that lineup. Topper, you know, try to be consistent with these lineups. Also, Jose Alvarado makes history. My God, Jose Alvarado. Besides that home run he gave up yesterday, um, you know, he, he was the and this is a quote from, I think it was Paul Caselli. If, sorry if I got his name wrong. 
Um, he's been filling in for Zalecki, who's been out, I believe, uh, writing for the Phils for MLB.com. Um, when Alvarado struck out Garen Hampson to begin his outing, it marked Alvarado's 11th consecutive strikeout. He's the only relief pitcher in MLB's expansion era since 61 to strike out 11 consecutive batters in a single season. In other words, nobody had put a ball in play against Alvarado since April 1st, regardless of handedness. Alvarado's been unbelievable. You can say whatever you want about him giving up that home run yesterday. I mean, he's not at fault. It's it's the the bats needed to come through, and he's just been on. He's the, been their best reliever, and he's been one of the best relievers in baseball so far. Okay, so Alvarado making history there. It's always awesome to see as a baseball fan, as a Phillies fan. It's awesome to see. Um, just a couple of around the league things to get to before we wrap up. Um, the Rays are twelve and zero. The record, I believe, is the Milwaukee Brewers in nineteen eighty seven, where they were thirteen and zero. Start off the year, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Do I think they're this good? Probably not, but I mean, there's hot, hot, hot start, and you never know with the Tampa Bay Rays. So, what am I talking about? Um, Jordan Walker, 12 game hit streak. He extended that. I mean, first player since 1912, I believe. Eddie Murphy, of course. Uh, not that Eddie Murphy, but Eddie Murphy, last player. I mean, it's been over a century since this has been done. Jordan Walker, unbelievable talent so far. Not even 21 years old yet. It's unreal. Um, and just some NL East news. Uh, Braves sweep the Reds. Uh, they went 5-4 to four last night. Mets beat the Padres 5-2. to two. Um, the, uh, And they took two of three from the Padres. Nationals lose 3-2 to two to the Angels. Some NL East news there. Uh, just to preview the next game and some uh, and the rest of the series. Uh, tonight, 6-40, Phils play at the Reds. Reds are coming off a loss to Atlanta 5-4 um, and getting swept uh, by uh, the Bravos. And you got Nick Lodolo. Nick Lodolo was nasty against the Phils last time. I believe it was 12 strikeouts. Um, hopefully they can come through against him this time um, with Bailey Falter on the mound um, for your Philadelphia Phillies. Friday, Taiwan Walker versus Connor Overton. Saturday, Matt Strom versus Graham Ashcraft. And Sunday, Aaron Nola versus Luis Sessa. That wraps it up uh, for the series. They're going back to, they're going to Cincinnati to play the Reds again. Um, and just a couple of bets I wanted to give you guys to look out for tonight. Um, there's a few that I like here. And, and a few of these are kind of similar, but I got I, I would take these right now. Number one, Trey Turner has not hit a home run yet for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's got to come. I mean, he hit, one, he hit one opposite field yesterday that was probably like, was it like five or six feet from being a bomb? It hit off the wall in the... Uh, uh, in right field, I mean Turner's been, you know, very good for the Phils to start off his tenure uh, with the club. I would take Trey Turner plus four fifty um, to hit a home run tonight. Um, I would take it, especially in Cincinnati. Go yard at Cincinnati, Trey Turner. Come on, Trey. Trey. Trey's due for the homer. Okay, and he's got power. He's not starting off the first uh, however many games it is. Uh, 10 games without a bomb. I'm sorry. Put the money on Trey Turner and also double down on that. The double the the double bet, whatever you want to call it. Trey Turner slash Phil's money line is plus 700. I do like the Phillies to win tonight. Um, maybe they get get to Lodolo, uh, get to him early. Maybe Trey, maybe Trey hits a, a grand slam. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's at the top of the lineup, but maybe later in the game he hits a grand slam. I don't know. Plus 700 there, though, Turner and Phil's money line. I would take that. I would take that. And the last one, uh, to hit a double, Bryson Stott. I think it was a double. Let me double check on that. Look at that. I'm just all over the place with the uh, with the double entendres. 
Look at that. I just I did it again. Uh, Bryson Stott, yeah, hit a double. Bryson Stott, plus 500. Why not take it? Bryson's been unbelievable. Bryson Stott has been one of the best hitters in baseball. God damn it. I mean, Tim and like Luis Arias, who are just, you know, just mashing, mashing, mashing. Um, so I would take Bryson Stott, uh, plus 500 double. Why not? A 12-game hit streak. He's hot. Take it. So, again, food for thought there on the Harper thing. I think it's an interesting idea. Maybe get Jack Peterson to trade that line. Again, super early. But never, never too early just to think about some stuff. So that's going to do it for me today. Um, look forward to talking to you guys the next time uh, that I'm up. Uh, Dan Wilson, Tucker Bagley will have you uh, also in the rotation. So uh, look, look, I look forward to listening to uh, their episodes and for you guys to hear them. So that's going to do it for me. I'll see you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.